0: Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hi, Blue Wire listeners. I'm Greg Olson. I'm excited to partner with Blue Wire to bring you TE1, a podcast where I interview the tight ends who have revolutionized the position. Listen in as I have raw in-depth conversations with the all-time greats like Shannon Sharp, Tony Gonzalez, Travis Kelsey, and George Kittle. We'll explore how the tight end position has changed over the last 60 years and what it takes to be the very best. Subscribe to TE1 from Blue Wire Studios today so you're ready for the August premiere. You're now listening to the Destination Debbie Podcast. I present your host, Ray Garvin, the creator of Destination Debbie, and your go-to source for all things Debbie and college football. Welcome back, Destination Debbie fam. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. You know who it is. It's your host of this here thing that we do, Ray G. You can find me on Twitter at Ray GQ. I hate to start the show off like this. I really, you guys know, I'm a very positive person. Very positive. I like to motivate, inspire, create an environment where it's inclusive, where everybody feels heard, where... I try to respect everyone's opinions, take them in, whether you're right or wrong. Most of the times you're wrong. But this one got me. This one, this one has me scratching my head. This one has me scratching my head. Let me read a review from the Destination Debbie YouTube channel. I just, this, this one just got me. This one struck a nerve. This one made me perk my ears up a little bit. And I'm not gonna say this gentleman's name because we don't want to give him credit here on the show. I don't want to make him any more popular than he already is based off of this review comment. First, let me say this. Ray provides some of the best content in an entertaining format. His shows and content are not filled with fluff and are easy to enjoy. Thank you. I appreciate that. I often find myself wanting him to go a little bit longer. I had five drafts this summer, and I feel like I was a much better, this is, I'm reading it verbatim, I feel like I was a much better prepared because of his content. However, in all caps, the fact that he asked people to pay for his Patreon content, I'm sure it's good, in quotes, during these COVID times is insensitive. COVID has disrupted my cash flow, so to make me feel bad for not paying him is disingenuous, not disingenuous, disingenuous. I will continue to support and listen, but I will not, in caps, be paying right now. That might change closer to the season, as I prepare for my rookie drafts best and keep crushing it. Okay, so let's, <laughs> let's, let's, let's talk about this for a second. Let's talk about this for a second. For over a year, I have been providing free content via the podcast, and over the past six, seven months, free content via the YouTube channel, videos, shows, guest appearances, Twitter, all of that good stuff. I have never, never once tried to make somebody feel bad about not joining the Destination Devi Patreon account. Destination Devi Patreon, patreon.com forward slash all cast. Not one time. Yes, at this point of where we are, where the show is, where I'm at in the fantasy space, some of the stuff you're going to have to pay for. If you want my rankings, that cost. It takes time. It takes time to put together thorough and thoughtful rankings. If you knew what was included in the Patreon, if you knew that you get live streams every Saturday, you have access to the Discord channel where people are talking fantasy football, Debbie, rookie stuff, 24-7. If you knew that you're getting cornerstone rankings and you have uh, the rankings in a mobile app that unlike anything that you've ever experienced in any fantasy football site, I don't care what it is, FF Ballers, CBS, Yahoo!, The way that the rankings are set up on the Destination Devi account are unlike anything you have ever seen. Player profiles right there in the palm of your hand on your phone. Beautiful aesthetic look, easy to maneuver, easy to navigate, and jam-packed full of information. And it's only begun. We're only getting started. So to say that, that, that asking for $3, which is the minimum amount, $36 a year. 36 bucks a year is disingenuous, yet you joined five drafts this summer. And I'm pretty damn sure those aren't free, free drafts that you signed up for, my friend, but you could pay for those. But you know, three bucks a month is just it, it is just egregious for him to ask me to. i I hey, listen, I haven't made some hard push, damn it. Yes, if you want my rankings, Cornerstone, Debbie, if you want. Unexclusive, want unfettered access to me, you must sign up for the Patreon. But if you don't choose to do that, it's fine. The podcast is still free. The YouTube channel is still free. I won't answer your questions on Twitter, but everything is still there. I have not made anything private or asked for anybody to pay for my shows. And there are people out there that do that. Three freaking dollars. Yes, if you're listening to this show, of course, I would love for everybody to go over to patreon.com forward slash all gas and sign up. But if not, it's all good. I get it. I understand that not just COVID, but everybody's financial situation isn't set up the same. That's fine. It's okay. But to leave this this, this review praising the content and how entertaining it is and how much you've used it and how better you've gotten at Dynasty, uh, in, in rookie evaluations, but then to say that it's in, I'm insensitive or disingenuous, but you're going to support and listen, and you might change your mind closer to rookie draft season, dude, keep your $3. It's all good. It is all good. We are trying to enhance the quality of the show, guests, different platforms that we use in order to make your experience in Dynasty and Debbie better. That's it. If you don't want to support, it's all good. It's all love. And if you do, then I appreciate it. And in this show today, you know, there's a lot of crazy stuff going on in college, man. I've, I've told you. I told you. I told you. I told you. The top 2021 prospects are not going to play. It's not going to happen. The schedules are watered down to conference only, and that's... Barring, you know, notwithstanding any other outbreaks with COVID, these players aren't going to risk it. We saw probably the number one corner in the 2021 draft, and Caleb Farley from Virginia Tech opt out of the 2020 season. And today I'm recording on Tuesday, August 4th, one of the top wide receivers in college football, Rashad Bateman, decided to opt out of the season. They're not going to play, it's not going to happen. These players are creatures of habit, and everything about what they've done for years has been flipped upside down. I, 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 listen, there may be a college season, but we are not going to see those top players play. It makes zero sense for them to put themselves at risk with this season being so damn weird, with everything being pushed back and no spring ball, no fall camp. is What, they're going to try to start that now to next week? It's not happening, guys. And there are going to be people in your leagues who are panicked and fearful because of that that they're ready to dump 2021 picks. Get them. Get them. If there are people in your leagues, I'm going to continue to preach this to you because you have to listen. Go get those 2021 picks from people who are fearful of the season because I'm telling you, they're going to be valuable. Nobody... Nobody, if Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields and Trey Lance opt out and Tanner Morgan from Minnesota decides to play and puts up ridiculous numbers, nobody in their right mind is going to take Tanner Morgan over Justin Fields or Trey Lance or Trevor Lawrence. It's not going to happen. The byproduct of the top players sitting out that is going to, how it's going to play out in our rookie drafts and in the NFL draft is it will give some of those under-the-radar players who are buried behind stars. And I just look at Clemson, Lynn J. Dixon. If Travis Etienne does not play, Linjay J. Dixon, who is a very talented running back who thought Etienne was going to declare for the draft and he was going to have the backfield to himself this fall, he's going to get a chance to shine. He's going to get a chance to make a name for himself right before the NFL combine and, and pre-draft process kicks off. And maybe elevate his draft stock. You're going to get players like a Jarrett Patterson out of Buffalo. You know, if if Chupa Hubbard opts out, it's, it's a very real possibility that Jarrett Patterson can lead the nation in rushing this year. And because of that, elevate himself in that pantheon of, of, of top 10 running backs in the 2021 class. It's going to give some of those players, those fringy guys, an opportunity to step up. Kyle Trask, Brock Purdy those players jockeying for, you know, first round, second round draft capital, that's what's going to happen. Nobody is going to take Tutu Atwell over Jamar Chase. And I like Tutu Atwell. I think he's a I think he's a really good player. He's Hollywood Brown. But no one's taking those guys over the top players. So stop being worried and concerned. They're going to declare. They're going to be in the 2021 NFL draft, and I'm pretty sure NFL GMs are just fine with Rashad Bateman not risking tearing his knee up or his hip or his back or his neck or his shoulder prior to him becoming an employee of their organization. They're still going to be drafted. They are going to be fine. And I've told my patrons this thousands of times. Go get them. Go get these picks. And in this show, want to talk, want to take some questions from, from the patrons, from my squad members. So we're going to do a little bit of a mailbag today because there's a lot of good content in here. Have you ever heard of DealDash.com? It's the best, most honest bidding site where you can win things you'd never expect at a price you'd never believe. They have over 1,000 auctions every day on electronics, appliances, beauty products, home decor, and even cars. Here's how it works. It's like an auction, but every item starts at $0 and only goes up one cent every time you bid. The kicker is that the auction clock restarts after just 10 seconds. That means every time you bid, everyone else has 10 seconds to answer or the item is yours. If you go ahead and buy now, Deal Dash is offering our listeners an extra 100 free bids upon sign up on top of their other discounts. Go to DealDash.com and use the offer code Devi or DealDash.fm forward slash Devi. That's D E A L D A S H dot F M forward slash Devi. First question I got was, uh, An interesting one, it sort of echoes and and follows in the mold of what we're talking about. And the question is, if college star players sit and other players get a chance to shine and produce, is there a chance that NFL teams will start to focus on the wrong talent and some elite guys will fall to bad spots or not have the draft stock they should? No, like I'm, I'm not concerned about that. It's the Tanner Morgan situation. I do think that there are a couple of elite guys who were out of the limelight last year that at this point in time are being a little bit overshadowed. I just saw a list of top five wide receivers in the 2021 class, and Chris Olave's name was inserted instead of uh, Rondell Moore. But blasphemous, blasphemous! It's that's ridiculous. There's no way that Chris Olave's even is is close to as good as a Rondell Moore. But the fact that Moore didn't play in 2019, definitely out of sight, out of mind. By the time we roll around in the pre-draft process, I fully expect Rondell Moore to be a first-round pick. So I do not think that star college players are going to fall into bad spots or not have the draft stock. I really think people are overthinking this. I think you're overthinking it. Elite players are going to elite, y'all. Stop overthinking it. They're not gonna fall. It's not happening. They're gonna be drafted just as damn high as they were prior to this happening. Don't worry about that one bit. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. That's 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 all I can say. That's the best way that I can say it is. Do not worry about it. Now, next question uh, from one of the patrons at R Stone Cold nineteen eighty on Twitter: Is there a wide receiver that is not getting any mainstream love that will put the industry on notice in twenty twenty one? So if I'm going to answer this question, I'm going to answer this question with the assumption that most of the top guys in the 2021 class sit. Most of them. Players that I don't think will sit that I think could really put the industry on notice. There are a pair of guys at North Carolina, and I've talked about them a lot. Daomi Brown and Daz Newsome. Both of those players are damn good. And I actually like Daz Newsome. Right now in the rankings, I have Daomi Brown rated a little bit higher. I did a film stream of uh, Deami Brown versus Devonta Smith last Saturday, and there's no doubt in my mind that uh, Devonta Smith is the better wide receiver prospect. But I have Deami Brown in my rankings as the 24th best player in Devi, and then Daz Newsom is the 46th best Debbie player. Uh, Deami Brown one spot ahead of Daz Newsom in my overall wide receiver rankings, but I think Daz Newsom is a little more talented than Brown. I, I really do. Daz Newsome is good. De'Ami Brown is good. And I do believe those are two players that would play. I don't think that either of those guys will opt out this year. I think both will play. Both are eligible in 2021. And when you're talking about an offense that's going to do numbers, with Sam Howell at quarterback, both De'Ami Brown and Daz Newsom, they're going to go over 1,000 yards this year. They are going to ball out in the ACC. Another one of the wide receivers that I think could make a lot of noise and have a major impact come NFL draft time is Tutu Atwell, the wide receiver from Louisville. Now, when you look at Atwell, five foot nine, Louisville has him listed at 165 pounds. I've been talking to some people and, and following some of the message boards that that have said he has gained a little bit more weight. He's about 170, 175. I'm not concerned. I'm not concerned. He fits the Hollywood Brown mold, and in today's NFL, man, it's it's about speed, getting players in space. I'm not worried about that. Well, last season, 70 receptions, 1,276 yards, and 12 TDs. That's after coming off a 24 catch, 400 yard freshman season, long of 90, 18.2 yards per reception. He is explosive. He is fast a shit. He is a blazer. He's been reported to run a 40 yard dash in 4.27. He's gonna push uh for sub four three at the NFL combine. And we all know that speed absolutely kills. I can see Tutu Atwell being a top a top two round pick, a top sixty, I mean it is thirty-two, sixty-four pick going in rounds round two. And it wouldn't even shock me if he snuck into the late, into the late first depending on what type of season he has. Yes, his BMI is not what we want it to be. He needs to get a little bigger. But when you're that damn fast, I'm not concerned. And we've seen it two years in a row where smaller wide receivers that possess elite speed are being drafted. So I think that, that Tutu Atwell is the wide receiver in the 2021 class that is going to put the industry on notice. And there are already some people. Uh, somebody at PFF has Tutu Atwell as number 33 player on the big board. I mean, he's, he's, that, he's that good. He's a good receiver with speed, and he's more than just a one-trick pony. So, appreciate that question. Next question from at MAT5697. Who is the most under-the-radar 2021 Debbie running back? And for me, the answer to that is simple. It's somebody that I was very high on coming into the 2019 season. He kind of faltered this past year and was – a little bit overtaken by a, a converted quarterback, but the University of Texas running back, Keontae Ingram, six foot, 222 pounds. He's going into his junior season, back to back seasons with over 700 rushing yards, 708 as a freshman, 850, 853 in his sophomore season, 10 total TDs. He's caught the ball 27 times as a freshman, 29 times as a sophomore, five TDs through the air. He fits the mold of a three-down threat at the next level from a size, speed, athleticism uh, athleticism perspective. He's got it all. He's got it all. He just needs to put it together for an entire season. That's all Keontae Ingram is lacking is one season of consistency. And if Keontae Ingram can go out there, run for over 1,000 yards, and hopefully the signing of Bijan Robinson, the high five-star running back, number one running back in the class – would light a fire under his ass and get him going. Because if that happens, I mean, Ingram is one of those running backs. Like, you know, you, you get him to the next level, you get him on a team, he's got everything that you want in a in a back. Power, size, speed, uh, lateral quickness. He can catch the ball in the backfield. 25-plus receptions in both seasons. He's just got to put it together for an entire season. Ingram is a player that I'm still very high on. I will never quit Keontae Ingram. I definitely think that he has to show out this year. He's got to show out. There's a clear big three with Chuba, Harris, and ETN. And then you've got that tier of Journey Brown, Kenneth Gainwell. He's lumped right in there with the Borgies, with the Rakeem Boyds, even a Jarrett Patterson, C.J. Verdell, Trey Sermon, Kylan Hill. So he's got to do quite a bit to distinguish himself from the rest of the pack. But if the Big 12 is going to do conference-only play, I mean, he should have running lanes available to him. With Sam Ellinger coming back at quarterback, they're still going to throw the ball around a lot. They've got talented weapons on the outside. It's just, can he do enough to hold off Bijan Robinson? That is going to be the the catch-22, the crux of the Keontae Ingram conundrum. But I still think he's under the radar. I think he's talented, and he's going to have a shot to be a contributor at the next level. Here's another good question from one of the patrons. Based on what you know right now, who are some of the absolute gems that are not even close to fantasy football's first- or second-round radars from the 2021 class? This is a good question because we spend a lot of time talking about the top guys, right? the, the very highest of the high guys. But I think some of the under-the-radar gems, I think Brock Purdy, quarterback from Iowa State, who received, started to get a little bit of hype towards the end of the college football season in 2019, but with Trey Lance's ascension over the past six months – with Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence at the top, and then Jamie Newman's transferring into Georgia, a lot of people, and I think I even did it myself, slotted Jamie Newman in as QB4 in the 2021 class, where I really believe that Brock Purdy is one of those guys that could be a first-round pick. He's a damn good quarterback that is mobile. He's got an arm. And if you just want to know what Brock Purdy is about, go watch the game, his highlights versus the Oklahoma Sooners last year. He almost single-handedly brought them back in that game to win that one. I mean, absolute gunslinger mentality. He's accurate, he's got an arm, and he's mobile. I think Kyle Trask is another one of the quarterbacks who I believe definitely one of those players that that will play, COVID or not, but can elevate his draft stock to being a day-two quarterback, a second-round pick at the quarterback position. So Brock Purdy and Kyle Trask, for me, are two of those guys that I definitely think are gems. And when you're talking about quarterbacks and super flex, you need them. You need them. And if you're getting day one draft capital, day two draft capital, there's a good chance that you're going to get a chance to play sooner rather than later. So both of those guys are players from the quarterback position that I'm looking forward to. At the running back spot, it's Louisville's running back, Javion Hawkins. I know he does not have the build of a traditional three-down grinder at the next level, but his skill set is going to yield for that satellite-plus type back, a running back that can catch the ball out of the backfield, that's explosive, that can carry the ball. You know, he's not going to be a 20-carry guy at the next level, but Javion Hawkins is one of those players that you give him Eight or nine touches out of the backfield, you throw him the ball three or four times a game, he could have flex appeal at the next level. He's explosive, he's dynamic in the open field, and he's a damn good football player. So, Javion Hawkins, uh, one of the running backs that I definitely think needs a little more love and could be one of those under the radar gems in the third round of your rookie drafts next year, as well as LSU wide receiver Terrace Marshall. Terrace Marshall was a beast last year playing behind uh, Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson. And what he was able to do, 10 touchdowns in that third, fourth receiving role behind Clyde Edwards-Alaire, you know, the top two wide receivers, edwards E'Laire, Terrace Marshall is going to have a chance to step up. He's another one of those players eligible for 2021. If Jamar Chase sits, it's Terrace Marshall in the driver's seat. It's Terrace Marshall as the go-to guy in that offense. And we can see him put up a thousand plus yards in 2020 and really elevate his draft stock, so Terrace Marshall at the wide receiver position, and the tight end that I'm going to talk about, he's tight end two for me, uh, tight end one for some, but more love, Pat Fryermuth. let's go, more love for Pat Friermuth, Pat, he's going to be a first round pick, and in rookie drafts, you got to take that guy in the second round, I would be taking him in the second round, tight end premium, he's probably going to be a high second First round pick. So I know the spirit of the question. I didn't quite answer it. I mean, the tight ends are just so hard. I can just throw Charlie Kohler out there. But really, uh, you know, if you want to go with a late tight end, let's let's answer the damn question. Come on, right? answer the question. Brant Cuthy, the tight end from Utah. He's a little undersized, but he fits that. You know, he he reminds me of a Jordan Jordan Reed type role, that move tight end. You'll you have him at the H-back. You know, Chris Cooley, Washington did that with Chris Cooley, did it with Jordan Reed, where you've got sort of these undersized tight ends that are mismatch problems for a defense. And I think Brent Coothie is one of those guys, especially in tight end premium leagues. Nobody's talking about Brent Cuthy right now, but he's a good football player, and he's probably going to be Utah's leading receiver in 2021. So good question right there. Under the radar guys that aren't first and second round picks in rookie drafts, Based on where we are right now, Kyle Trash, Brock Purdy, running back Javion Hawkins, wide receiver Terrace Marshall, and tight end Brant Cuthy. All right, the last question uh, from one of the patrons. How much does draft fever after the NFL draft affect the value of first-round picks on the lead-up to your own rookie drafts? A ton. A ton. It, 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 it 100% wholeheartedly affects the value of those first-round picks. When you're sitting back and you're in your rookie drafts, and you're seeing all these players go, Edward Z Lair, Jonathan Taylor, Cam Akers, DeAndre Swift, Jalen Rager, CeeDee Lamb, Jerry Judy. When you're seeing that happen, right? That that draft fever, you want a piece of it. You want a piece of it. So right after the draft, I mean, those first round picks are like gold. People want to get those 2021 picks. They want to be in a position to land two of the top wide receivers, to get Travis Etienne, to get Trevor Lawrence, Trey Lance, Justin Fields. Yes, please sign me up. And then the fact that this past draft class, we didn't have any tight ends really come out of consequence. Adam Troutman, the best one from Dayton, he would easily be tight end five in this in the 2021 class behind Charlie Kohler. So in tight end premium leagues, you're looking at Kyle Pitts, Pat Frymuth and Brevin Jordan, who I've been on the record of saying from the day that Pitts hears his name called he's a top 10 dynasty tight end. Then top eleven would be for Pat Fryer. I mean, you're talking about game-changing talent across the board at every level. Hubbard, Ntian, and Harris. Moore, Chase Waddle, Devonta Smith, Ron, and 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 Rashad Bateman. The three tight ends that I mentioned. The quarterbacks at the top. I mean, it's going to, and and that is why I'm going to bang this into your freaking brains. Get those 2021 20, picks from panicked owners. Like I just. I can't express that enough. I can't say it any more plainly, any clearly, any more whatever. Get the damn picks. They're valuable. This class is going to be deep. This class is going to be good. And these players are going to be just fine when they enter the NFL in 2021. All right, folks, that's the show. Hope you enjoyed the mailbag episode. We're going to be doing this every Wednesday from patrons. Appreciate you guys submitting the questions. If you want to be on the show, if you want to be a part of the All Gas community, please, patreon.com forward slash All Gas. And I promise you, if you don't, you can still get the content for free. I still love you and appreciate the support, the downloads, and the engagement on Twitter. You guys have a great rest of your week. I'll be back on Friday with another Prospect Profile series. Make sure you head over to DLF. Check out all the awesome content and podcasts on DLF. This show is still a member of the DLF family podcast. I appreciate you tuning in, but I'm rambling. You know what's next. Drop the music.